you should try whatever comes to your heart, whatever dream you have, you should at least try. Because I, if I would have never tried, I wouldn't have learned the power of failing at something. Wait a minute. I thought you tried so that you could succeed, not so you could learn the power of failing. Well, maybe both those things kind of go together, huh? They sure have for Annie Downs. And she'll be sharing how failure really has helped her, plus how to be a writer for the long haul on this episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast, brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers dedicated to helping you write your meaningful words without sacrificing your meaningful life. I'm Emily P. Freeman. I'm one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Yes, you can write and publish and market your work without becoming a self-promotee cartoon version of yourself. We help you maintain balance, share your work with confidence, develop your craft, and get help with the ins and outs of book publishing. Inside our private Hope Writer Facebook group, members make great writerly friends who understand all those doubts and questions that you have. It's the next best thing to having your own writing mentor. And every Tuesday, members get a live informal conversation with an expert writer, editor, marketer, or agent helping you make progress in your writing life. We call those interviews Tuesday Teaching, and while the entire interview is only for our members, each week we share a few minutes that were super helpful here on the Hope Writers Podcast. And that's coming up. Find out more at HopeWriters.com. It's easy to find information about writing and publishing. Just Google, right? But what information is best for you? Which things are most important? Why can't there be a path to follow? Well, there is a path, a step-by-step process to move from writing to publishing. And by the way, when we say publishing, we simply mean sharing your work. Could be an article, blog post, or book. So where are you on the writing path? Well, I'm Sarah, and I'm a hope writer, and I'm at stage four. You can find out your stage two. Hope Writers has created a short, fun quiz for you to discover where you are now. You'll even get a tip or two for moving forward. To take the quiz, just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz. Easy, right? That's hopewriters.com slash quiz. Hi, I'm Gary Moreland, one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Writer Annie Downs is in it for the long haul. She's written multiple books in the last 10 to 12 years. One of them has sold 100,000 copies just at Target. Yeah, not counting Amazon. How about that? She's also a national speaker and host of the That Sounds Fun podcast. In this episode, Annie's going to share what it takes to be a writer long term. What do you do? How do you think? And here's Hope Writer member Heather with something else coming up for you in this episode. Where she said about the perseverance, you know, I mean, she you just persevere, but in your calling versus whether or not you stay with a publisher or an editor or, or whatever. I mean, the perseverance of the actual call, which goes back to the two things that she says that you need to do for the rest of your life, which is just honor that call. And Catherine, another Hope Writer member, what else is coming? That daily discipline. And Annie and Emily talked about to build your hub and that that starts from your blog And then the arrows back to you are through social media and stuff. So to really have that concentration and discipline of writing. Great. 
By the way, if you ever face the challenge of overcoming discouragement and failure, all our hands go up, right? Well, then don't miss the last six minutes of this episode and Annie's story of the Flatiron Building. Okay, here's Annie Downs talking with Hope Writers co-founder Emily P. Freeman. A couple things that I know that our writers want to hear from from you, and then we'll just jump right in. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm trying to, trying to set the stage for is longevity. I think the right. choices that you make in your career, um, for your writing life, for your speaking life, for your personal life, really are like arrows pointing to Annie's in this for the long haul. And That's I good. think there are writers who question whether or not they have what it takes to be in it for the long haul, or they feel like they want to be in it for the long haul, but they don't know what that means or how to make that true for them. And so you've done that so well in the choices that you've made. And so I'm going to going to tease out from you to hear kind of what that looks like for you in the different um, stages of your work and of your life. But I want to start out that conversation by saying you were a school teacher and now you are a author. What What do you call this? (laughs) Tell me, tell me initially, Annie Downs, the school teacher, what made that, what, what was that pivot? What was that conversation, question, prayer? What was it that made you shift from kind of one career to another? Right. I had always loved writing and I, it was always just a part of my life through journaling, through telling stories. A couple of weeks ago when I was with my parents, my mom pulled out this, like these printed off emails that when I was like a junior in high school, we were on a mission trip to Costa Rica. And my job every night when we got back to the host home was to get on the one computer that connected (laughs) back to America and write a summary of the day. And mom was like, you've been doing this forever. And I was writing funny things like, you know, how many rice and beans we encountered, you know, like that kind of stuff, (laughs) but also telling spiritual stories. So I've kind of just, and you know, I I use this language a lot, but I've kind of just been Annie always. And so when we talk about longevity, the actual thing you want to do forever is be you. Amen, sister. And the actual thing you want to do forever is invite people into knowing God in whatever medium you get a chance to do that. And perseverance would speak to us and say, for me today, that continues in writing until that door closes, right? So so how I made the switch is I was writing anyway. I was serving my local church. I was leading a small group of high school girls and I had written them a curriculum. And at the end of the semester, one of the girls said, will you print one more off for me and let me give it as a book to a friend? And I was like, did I just write a book? <laughs> then I decided... <laughs> This may be something I want to pursue. So I'm going to start doing things like joining Hope Writers, like going to She Speaks, like writing for free online, like keeping up my blog so that there was constant discipline in me to write and constant new content for people in the industry to see. And and so that's kind of how I made that switch. Because it was something you were already doing, but it's not That's like it. you got discovered like a model at the shopping mall. No. And someone was like, oh, you seem like a great writer. Will you sign? Which P.S. When I met you, you had an agent. Yes. Very first. Was that the first agent you had? Yes. And you were in the process of figuring out whether or not you should remain there. And because you guys, didn't you have a book that you couldn't sell? Tell us. Yes, it was that. It was perfectly unique. It was that same book I'd yeah. written wouldn't sell. So we got 47 no's. That's not, there's not even that many publishers. <laughs> and we got 47 no's. We got multiple no's from the same houses. <laughs> and, and so then my agent and I parted ways because I was like, you're not making money. I'm not making money. We tried. It didn't work. And actually, I think this is a really hope-filled thing for people to hear. I'm actually on my third agent yeah. in a decade. 
And mm-hmm. so that is okay. You don't have every, and actually I'm on my third publishing house. Yeah. Fourth, third publishing house mm-hmm. in as many days and as many years as well. And so uh, while we feel this loyal perseverance, do this for the long haul, that is about your calling. That's not about your partnerships. And that's yes. not about your, what, who you're with necessarily though, who I'm with now, I hope, I hope my agent's my agent until I die. Mm-hmm. Our agent. I hope our agent is our agent until I'm not writing anymore, you mm-hmm. know? And I hope that I'm with this publisher that I'm with now for a really long time. Like, I like that. But I also recognize that what I'm... At, the thing I've had to say to myself, Em, is that I am not... The perseverance God is calling me to is not a perseverance in a place or with a people. It's to a calling. Yes. And, and my calling, I'm really sure of. And that's what I'm called to persevere in. It's so good because I think we can confuse some of the details of the direction with the direction itself. Come on. And we think like, oh, if this book isn't working out or if this editor doesn't work out, if this agent relationship is strained, mm-hmm. then we question the whole shebang. Yes. And in fact, you're a great example of how the direction is the direction, but the details might change as you go. In fact, yes. they, they have they to. Will. They have yes. to. They have yes. to. Because you said, so you and I know this very well, but you sign a book deal for 94 books that are going to last for the next 112 years and your editor leaves after book two. Yeah, it happens. You know, like they don't consider perseverance to their calling necessarily staying at the publishing house. Exactly. So you have to be sure of what you're called to and, and go after that. And so that, I mean, and I also think that's why, and this is true for you too, I think, Emily, but... That is why I don't just write books or I don't just have a podcast or I don't just speak on stages and other things that we're building is that I'm, my calling does not just look like the written word. My calling looks like Annie is your friend you get coffee with. And sometimes you talk about the Bible. I know exactly what I'm on this planet for. Yes. And so I want to do that in as many ways as we can do that. My favorite way is the power of sitting down and writing a book and eating that elephant. I mean, I, I like who how I've been shaped by writing books as much as anything. There's a story that you told on Instagram stories probably a month ago when you were in New York City and you were sitting outside the Flatiron Building. And I would just absolutely love it if you would end our time together by telling that story because I think it's really powerful and really motivating for for people who are trying new things or looking to the future or just, you know, whatever. So tell us. Let me ask Jenna, can you bring me that frame with the two pictures in it? So in 2009, I was working part-time for a nonprofit because I was not a successful author or Annie at anything. And I had gone to a conference in New York and I'd sat outside the Flatiron building and had come up with this idea for the nonprofit. And I thought this is going to be what makes them a billion dollars. We're going to help so many people. So I'm with my buddy, Adam, and we sit outside the Flatiron building. I tell him the whole thing for hours. He was so generous and listened. I talked for hours. I came back home. We implemented my, the boss of the nonprofit totally trusted me. We implemented the program. It was actually called Project Annie. (laughs) We implemented Project (laughs) Annie and the first two months were great. And then it failed massively. It cost the nonprofit money. It cost me pride. It just did not go well, but man, I was glad I had tried it. And so I frame, I have a frame picture in my office of the Flatiron Building. So I keep this framed in my office of the Flatiron Building because it reminds me, you should try things. And if they fail, that's okay. Mm. You should try things and it's okay if they don't work. So that was in 2010. Sorry, it was 2010. And that's been in my office ever since. A month ago, I'm in New York for publishing meetings with publishers to talk about future books. And I am walking to meet my agent, our agent. 
And I get to the Flatiron building and I start Instagramming. And I'm going, you guys, I got to tell you the story about this building. And I tell them the story I just told you. And I go like, you should try whatever comes to your heart, whatever dream you have, you should at least try. Because I, if I would have never tried, I wouldn't have learned the power of failing at something and something failing. And I learned so much. We don't have time. I learned so much from Project Annie failing. And then I finished my Insta story and I'm like, I love that building. And I'm putting the address for my next meeting with the publisher and it is in the freaking Flatiron building. And I tear up immediately. I tear up immediately. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to go in there. I can't believe I get to go in there. So we go in for the meeting and I tell the editor that we're meeting with, I tell the editor the story and it's a huge, I mean, it's been a long-term dream of mine to take meetings in New York about publishing books. I mean, I just want, I want to be published in New York. So we have this meeting and the girl says, well, it's crazy that you're here this week because we actually move out of this building next week. She says, everyone's having to move out. It's becoming an apartment or like a hotel kind of thing. And she said, but actually our CEO is out today. Do you want to go up to his office? Because he has the corner office and we can go stand on the balcony. (laughs) And I mean, I was falling apart. So here's the picture that we now have framed next to the other one of the view from that spot. Because it was just like the Lord went like, hey, I'm going to cry saying this to you. I saw you then. I see you now. Right? Like, I love it. Yeah. So it just felt so much like the Lord was going, like, your dreams are not, have never just been your dreams. They've been my dreams too. And I didn't know I'd ever get inside that building. And I certainly didn't think I'd get inside that building for writing a book in 2010 when no one, when when I got 47 rejections. And And here we are with a New York publisher wanting to meet with me and taking me to the corner building. Like, that's just, that is, that is only God. That is only God. And one thing I love about that story too is when Annie shared that story on Instagram and she took a picture of the looking down, she put an arrow to the bench where she sat on to talk with her friend so many years ago about the project that failed. And in fact, wasn't that the project that Seth Godin wrote about in one of his books? Yeah, he wrote about it and um, poked the box. It's, It's how the book starts. The book starts with my friend Annie. Yeah, my friend Annie Downs worked for a mocha club in Nashville, Tennessee, and she had this idea. (laughs) And he wrote it. And and so when people stop me about the box, they're like, how'd that work? I'm like, failed, failed miserably. But I tried. I tried. And so we'll try. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, this is all I can really say about it. But that's kind of how we're doing it with this secret podcast of like, when we finish it, and if we release it, it may not be successful. We have to determine what success is, and it may not hit it. Yeah, But I, I got to keep trying. I just have to keep trying things that I'm not sure are going to work, including dating relationships, including secret podcasts, <laughs> including ideas at the base of the Flatiron building. Like I just can't keep, I can't quit trying new things. Yep. I love it. And that, that phrase, I'm going to do this even though it might not work. Seth Godin says that a lot. I've read him that he said that a lot. And um, that's always been so encouraging to me because I think that sometimes we have to get to the point where our fear of not doing it at all, our discomfort of not doing it is less than our fear of it might not working. We just say, well, this might not work, but I can't not do it. Yes. I have to try. I have to try. And, and if you try, and again, that's why you have to determine what success is before, because yeah. then you can go that failed or that succeeded. I didn't, right. I didn't say I need to sell 300,000 copies. I said, I wanted it on my grandmother's shelf and I, by gosh, it's on my grandmother's shelf. Right. You know, you have to call success, success. And then when it fails, go, I, 
my last dating relationship that failed. Mm-hmm. Angie Smith said to me, I want you to write three things you learned from him that you'll do different. And I want you to write three things you did just right. Mm-hmm. And I want you to take all of those into the next one. Yeah. And so we have to do that with our work too of going like, okay, Project Annie didn't work. And here are three things I learned from it. But here's three things I did really well. And all of that goes into the next thing. So what do you think? What are three things you learned from your most recent effort? And what are three things you did just right? Can you take those into the next thing that you do? And can you maybe write about it too? Thank you, Annie Downs, author of 100 Days to Brave, Perfectly Unique, Remember God, and a bunch more. You can connect with her online at AnnieFDowns.com, on Instagram and Twitter at AnnieFDowns, and her podcast is called That Sounds Fun. You can catch the full hour-long version of this Tuesday Teacher interview when you become a member of Hope Writers. Every week, there's a new one-hour live Tuesday Teacher interview, and they all end up archived for members inside the Hope Writer Library. To join, just visit HopeWriters.com. And for writing tips and encouragement every day, we'd love to connect with you on our public Facebook page at Hope Writers Community and on Instagram at Hope Writers. Hi, I'm Hope Writer member Heather. And here are some final words of hope from writer Annie Downs. When we talk about longevity as a writer, the actual thing you want to do forever is be you. Thanks for listening.